Why are some colors better than other colors? I know there are some like colors we're hardwired to find more relaxing, like green or whatever. But when you ask people, green isn't green a relaxing one? Is it? We need so- someone write in, write in and correct us. It's like the color of vomit. Well, that's interesting. That's your Although, association. Also, the color usually, of nature. After a vomit, you feel a lot better. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, a tactical chunder. That's what we used to call it at school. Um, school. Don't do it anymore, Michael. It's very young. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to allow my system very early. Uh, so to speak. What's the tea, Christine? It's secular Buddhism for skeptical atheists. Mike. Dougie. Welcome. That was a really good intro. I'm proud of that one. <laughs> it was sparse on words, but the crucial details were all there. It was terse. Yeah, maybe. Terse is good, right? I don't know. I feel like terse is a bit... Terse is like sort of standoffishly abrupt. Is it? Yeah. Is that just because it looks like tense? In my head. Um, maybe. Hopefully we haven't put you off and you're still here. So welcome. <laughs> welcome, whatever you're doing. Maybe you're going for a run. Maybe you're in the bath. Um, not to go all Alan Partridge. <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't be using the words, maybe you're going for a run with a more relaxed and relaxing voice yes keep right now keep running (laughs) maybe you're enjoying a high intensity interval training workout (laughs) but no it's very lovely to have you thank you for coming back or welcome if this is the first episode uh, that you've listened to but if you are listening to us for the first time i would highlight the fact we have a whole previous season of delightful content for you to listen pre-covid content as well little did we know no we did know Uh, good times um so 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 as i often like to do i think i'm going to open with a question to you michael so mm. brace yourself counterpoint to yeah. the last one yes so michael what was the last truly evil thing you did <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you want a genuine answer <laughs> well I well sp- you know what can i can i respond with a question of my own well i've i've done that to you many times so okay is there such a thing as true evil well that's a really did you see what i did there i did that was the real question yes from the yeah, notes. yeah that was good do i do yeah real question do i i don't know a lot of what we consume in culture <laughs> encourages us to but probably i don't i think evil's an idea we've created probably mm-hmm. not that i'm saying there are some terrible things that people do say or think yeah we say this a lot on this podcast but i think that's a good starting point mm. do i believe in pure evil or true evil no um a, a duality <laughs> that i have is that i have very strong opinions mm. but i'm also completely open to it being challenged and mm. and you know if i if i hear a better argument and consider that i want to take that on then tomorrow i might say yes maybe yes. i'm just <laughs> but today this is what you think <laughs> yeah no i i think can there really be something truly evil it feels like a it feels like a real simplification to put yeah. a, to put an act or a person or whatever or an, an ideology down into one word like that because yeah. how can you describe the totality of some of everything someone's been through that's led them to that point things that shape their personality that whatever into one word yeah i know that there are fanatics out there i know there are people out there um who through their own psychology can't feel affection or empathy or uh oh. understand i don't mean in, in an autistic 
autism autism spectrum sense. I mean, in in a in the sense that some would describe as um, psychopathy, uh, mm. being a, a psychopath. It's a thing that's out there, and some people like that might be considered by some other people to be evil if they were then doing things that were dangerous or harmful, or you know, there have been serial killers affected by this, and or there yes. have been mass shooters, stuff like that. Yes, but I think even in the most deplorable situation Mm. the most horrible act the most uncomfortable thing to discuss or witness or be Mm. part of there are so so many factors yes leading up to that moment in time yes that i would really struggle to simplify it all the way down to oh that's just evil interesting okay so that's evil what about do you believe in absolute good no i mean so but we talked about this in when we recorded the last episode oh yeah um altruism yes okay and in my my degree uh we had to argue for whether altruism exists or not okay i guess the crux of it is that altruism just pure good Mm. is supposed to be good for good sake okay but if you're getting something good back from it even if it's that good feeling Mm. if if you're motivated to do good stuff because it makes you sleep better at night yes is that good just for good sake i don't know and for me i'm not saying that that makes it any less worth doing i'm just saying that's another example of how everything even the things that would come closest to pure good still have nuance to it there's still all the other context around it nothing exists in a vacuum yeah that's where i sit you um i don't know where i am at the moment is that i would say i have a sense that most people have a a relatively innate sense of what is good and what is sort of not good in this like good and evil world but i also if you start trying to put things into the evil box or the good box yeah okay. you immediately lose a load of nuance and everything gets a lot simpler and more black and white and more binary and probably less closer to the truth as a result if you thought of it more as a spectrum then yeah maybe that's more useful it's more reasonable let's say to ask people to consider which end of the spectrum it's closer to yes and very similarly we also think i feel like we think a lot about things being good or bad they yeah. almost everything we we are drawn to categorizing as good or bad or mm. better than or worse than or it's sort of the main thing that we compare things you yeah know, if you go sure. for a nice meal you might say oh this is good but it's not as good as that meal we had there or this meal is terrible it's all relative yes yeah, yeah. yeah. but we are very drawn to telling ourselves those stories that this is better or worse or good or and bad. is it all just a story because i was going to get all smart there and ask you another question is there anything is there a true neutral but mm. actually what i'm starting to get to there just as you're talking is that any concept of whether something is good evil mm. good bad yes it's subtly different right that um, those two scales i mm-hmm. think or neutral it's a story that we're ascribing to it we're giving it a value we're assessing it on some kind of set of criteria whether it's just innate and how much of a an automatic repulsion you have to a certain thing because you're wired to most people are anyway are wired not mm. to harm their family Yes. for example yeah so your body tells you that's bad or evil or whatever whichever spectrum sure. is on that end of it right yeah but then other things running the electricity all day yeah we yeah yeah know now yes and are getting increasing messages in the last few years about how that's gonna affect the environment sure and so our concept of where that sits on the good bad i think a, a few years ago a decade two decades ago mm. a lot of people might have put that in the middle at least if not mm. you know good because 
because yeah, you know, they run the electricity all day. They get to watch their TV and be drying their hair and be boiling bo- kettles, boiling all at once, all of the kettles. Yeah, yeah, with the lights on. Yeah, that's bonus. I agree. So yeah, I mean, good, evil, good, bad, neutral. To me, it seems relative, and it seems to be open to change over time as as yes. circumstances change, yeah. as the information we have available to us changes. Yes, I think we also do it in very arbitrary circumstances as well. Like, why is the idea of having a favorite color a thing? I think people are quite attached to their favorite color often, mm. um, and they there's a lot of feeling there, and it's yeah, this is a really good color I associate with, and you know, but actually, why? Like, what what is it that makes it good or or bad? And yeah, people can't usually answer that. And that that's not a judgment. That's just a demonstration of how sometimes maybe arbitrary can be right. And so that's you. you that's you using good and bad not as a spectrum to like um helpful or harmful but just quality I yeah. guess. Yeah, I suppose. And so what makes a high quality colour? Well, quite. Yeah. Um, what is your favourite colour, Michael? I don't think I know. I don't really have a favourite colour because I'm... You're above that. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when we're when we're having this conversation with ourselves and we something happens and we think it's good or bad, I had to think about what, what relatable examples do we have that you can kind of ponder. Yeah, okay. And the one that I, I think is quite relatable is the situation where you are rejected for a job you're turned down for a job maybe uh-huh. let's say it's a job you really wanted yeah and if you tell someone that they will usually say oh i'm so sorry uh-huh. Uh-huh. usually and they say that because they hear i didn't get the job as i didn't get the job and that is bad yeah right um, this job is massive yes exactly i want this big job exactly and i have failed it's huge and okay right yeah or even you know with a lot of people you could have not described anything about how you felt about the job but just tell them you got turned down for a job sure. and the base assumption probably is that's a bad thing yeah but you're probably going to feel bad about that yes but how do we know it's bad <laughs> how do we know that it's completely bad we don't right you know maybe just to play the devil's advocate here this hypothetical person maybe tomorrow you'll get accepted for that job that you still haven't heard back from that pays twice as much mm. and you really want yeah maybe you'll find yourself relieved at not having got that job because actually it wasn't just it just wasn't quite the right match for you yeah Yes. Or, or maybe, maybe you'll never know that it was the wrong match for you because you never did it. Yeah. But if you had done it, then you would and you'd be like, oh, God, this is an awful job. Yeah. And, you know, perhaps that description of badness is mm. actually all in the mind of the person that you're talking to. And actually for you, you were hoping already not to get that job. And so yeah. you've got two yeah. different, two totally different perspectives on that spectrum of good and bad. Yeah. It's decided but based on that whole context. Yes. I think there are areas where it's harder like there's a story you would gra- everyone would gravitate towards like if you get diagnosed with some sort of terrible illness or something it's quite hard to be like oh well good and bad well good as a point of view you know maybe this is a good thing it's very hard yeah. sometimes to see uh, the, i mean there's there's a drag queen that i quite like that talks about that sort of thing all the time mm. you know it's fascinated with kind of death and terminal Ill- illness and the concept of being suddenly faced with mortality in a mm. way that forces you to live out your final moments as mm. vibrantly as possible. Yes. You know, whether they would actually experience it that way if they were in that situation or yes. not. Yeah. Is question 
questionable, but yes. shows you that I think even in what might on the surface seem like the most obvious mm. good or bad judgment, yes, would there's that, actually there's always nuance there. Yes, I mean I suppose yeah, with that certainty of knowing a, certainly a window when you are going to die. I mean I'm definitely not qualified to talk about this, but would knowing that help in some way? Would it provide a clarity of thought that it's hard for us who we could I could die tomorrow, but I don't. I've never had a, a doctor hasn't told me I'm going to die tomorrow, so it's it's less certain if there were clarity in that area of my life that we all we don't have much clarity until gets much closer so we have this dichotomy right that we have this good bad good and evil thing that kind of runs through our thinking and it's arguably a big part of all the abrahamic traditions and it's deeply rooted in the way we see the world and and i suppose in sort of all of american cinema and all these things you know like goodies and baddies right is a thing so what does i mean we've talked about what it means to us what is what does buddhism say about good and evil from your research so if western traditions are characterized by a kind of duality of good and evil or good and bad so broader level then buddhism is more about the duality between suffering and enlightenment okay right 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 okay so you're so you're saying that for the western world good and evil is kind of one of if not the core concept that drives everything and that's arguable yeah yeah and that in buddhism you can argue that it's suffering and enlightenment yes and also i think in from my reading anyway i think in buddhism good and evil good and bad good and evil are all less fixed as ideas so a nice example um one of my main learnings from researching this episode so in traditions of buddhism that understand the idea of reincarnation um even a demon so you know in in western traditions a demon is just inherently evil and we've all watched insidious mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. but in buddhism a demon can use karma essentially to attain rebirth as something sort of less unpleasant and can move move its way back up the scale to Towards something more, you know, literally higher up that that sort of spectrum. Right. So if you're a demon, you're not a demon forever necessarily. It's always in your power to move move around. That's fascinating because when I read that in your notes, my I guess Western automatic take on it was that you you had it written that a demon can use power of karma and reincarnation because the whole the the idea behind yes uh, like traditionally superstitiously behind karma and reincarnation is mm. that you have more positive karma you're in a surfeit of karma and so your next reincarnation is a better station yeah, than the one you were at before in some places right? yeah and so i read that to mean that like a, a demon will do some good stuff mm. as kind of trickery right to sneak its way oh, into getting to a better place where it could do more evil so it'll appropriate this innocent system of karma to its own advantage and yeah. then shimmy so, its evil way up the flagpole of to nirvana basically yeah and that's 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 exposing yeah. my um that's really interesting that's really exposing my automatic biases around good and evil that yeah. there that there is it's inherent inherent evil even it, you know we're talking about an abstract thing because i don't mm. believe in demons personally mm. mm-hmm. uh, i believe in personal demons mm, that's um, true but that abstract and within that abstract context purely evil demon Mm. would remain evil and that's just it and so even if it reincarnated to a better being somehow it would still just be evil like that kid in the omen yeah but you're saying (laughs) uh, the Buddhist perspective on that is Mm. that they can that evilness is a passing thing it's not necessarily inherent or maybe it's inherent in that that thing haven't been incarnated as a demon but if it comes 
comes back as a better thing, it's a better thing and has the capacity to to change throughout the existence of its yes. you know, life force or yes. whatever. Yeah. And in this source it says the the suffering of demons in the hell realms is invoked negatively to warn practitioners to be more diligent in their spiritual efforts, in part to avoid rebirth among these unfortunate beings. So it's this idea that they're unfortunate demons, it's like, oh poor demons for being demons rather than hmm. you know horrible evil demons it's interesting the parallel there between um that and well a lot of other traditional religions out there Mm. there are um still motivations to be good so that you don't go to hell so that you're not in the company of demons yes but the idea here being that even even if you did you don't want it Mm. you should still be motivated not to but even if you did it's not that's not then your fate yes you're not then just locked in Described as evil. Yes. That's not on your resume. Which is really interesting and quite different and quite challenging in a way. It is worth mentioning that Buddhism does suggest that we do have an innate sense of what is good and what is evil. Because I think what is often assumed, or at least I have spoken to people where they've asked me about this, is that if you take the Emperor Palpatine view of good is a point of view, Anakin, (laughs) then if you... Which who would have thought you would be the one that brings all of the pop culture references and quotes? I know, I'm so... plugged in it's always you so plugged in um you've seen like well now now that you've quoted both of the movies you've seen you, you, yeah <laughs> i know i know i'm no gonna, hope I'm for gonna the have next to watch episode. a third film um but if you if that's the way you approach things then does that mean that you can is it just a way of basically being really evil <laughs> you know like yeah. if you say there is no good there is no evil it's all just you know stuff so let's you know be really evil because it's not really evil mm. no that's not that's not the vibe i mean as a as an example star Star Wars is an interesting one because it kind of runs back and forward between trying to explore grey areas and mm. say that actually there are different motivations behind everything and yeah. you, you should understand that bad people can come from good beginnings and get lost along the way and are also redeemable at the end of the trilogy. Yeah, uh, But at the same time, they then are on the dark side and yes yeah it's black and purple lightning comes out of them you know literally yes yeah that's a really interesting point it's funny because star wars has come up hope isn't you ever listen to this but star wars has come very litigious (laughs) yeah star wars has come a few times yoda yoda's made a couple of appearances but that's that's just a function of the fact that they've drawn a lot on buddhism for their ideas yeah (laughs) turns out Mm. um i think what buddhism isn't saying is you know everything's just stuff so do what you want because nothing's bad yeah i just i think that's so interesting interesting i think the biggest thing that i'll probably be taking away from this episode is the whole thing of good and bad even if it even if it does exist as a thing even if it's something that you had the remotest hope of saying Mm. that was a truly evil thing this is a truly evil person even as a characteristic on someone it's fleeting and it's a spectrum it's not it's never it's never just this permanent thing there's always hope essentially which is something i love about buddhism it always comes back Mm. to there's always the next thing Thing that you could do hmm. could turn this whole thing around yes and that gives me so much yeah hope yeah, well it just gives you more room for movement and it stops the trap of you know giving up yeah on things and on people and yeah so nietzsche nietzsche oh yeah so i think it's also worth mentioning that thinking beyond just in this binary good and evil sort of way is one that has been explored by <laughs> by western philosophers such as nietzsche in literally beyond good and evil right um but it, a lot of the stuff he explores 
explores is is there's a lot of connective tissue and he's starting to and it's quite controversial a lot of what he writes in that but a lot of it is it's sort of couched in quite anti-christian terms i guess uh, deliberately mm. kind of antagonistically not that i'm not that i'm an expert in philosophy but it's an idea that has existed in our culture for a while but never in a religious context and controversial in some circles so parables yes yeah, so we do have a parable you found this parable and you knew that you found it this time yes this is a parable i deliberately found because i my favorite yoga teacher david once told it to us in a meditation class and it stuck with me so the parable is called parable of the horse a farmer and his son had a beloved horse who helped the family earn a living one day the horse ran away and their neighbors exclaimed your horse ran away what terrible luck the farmer replied maybe so maybe not right so a few days later fast forward the horse returned home leading a few wild horses back to the farm as well the neighbors shouted out your horse has returned and brought several horses home with him what great luck the farmer replied maybe so maybe not okay with me so far very balanced yeah Yeah, it doesn't stop there later that week the farmer's son was trying to break in one of the horses and she threw him to the ground break break you break a horse oh is it break in a shoe and break a horse okay Yeah, yeah later that week the farmer's son was trying to break one of the horses and she threw him to the ground breaking his leg the neighbors cried your son broke his leg what terrible luck the farmer replied maybe so maybe not that's a bit harder to understand i think <laughs> it feels bad luck but okay fair play farmer a few weeks later soldiers from the national army marched through town and they were recruiting all the boys for the army they did not take the farmer's son because he had a broken leg the neighbor shouted your boy is spared what tremendous luck to which the farmer replied maybe so maybe not we'll see yeah and so it ends but also probably could continue could continue forever you can just you can imagine right now the possibilities the uh son doesn't go to war mm. and then the war loses and the neighbors are going oh we're we're now controlled by a different nation state what yeah. terrible luck and the farmer says maybe so maybe not and then that other nation state starts sending them free food and everyone's yeah. happy and they're like wow free food this is brilliant maybe so maybe not and yeah. then uh and then the food gives them all cholera and they're like this is terrible and the farmer oh, goes maybe dear. so maybe not i i don't know how you come back from cholera yes actually, no, but you backed that, yourself into that, a no, cholera <laughs> getting into my farmer mind yeah no getting out of getting into my neighbor mind yes you know just assuming that that's the worst and mm. the the point is not that we really needed to explain the parable because it really is quite self-explanatory this one yeah. you never know what's going to come out of the current situation and that's not to say that you should just you know be victim to some terrible situation and yes. just say oh no that's that wasn't bad that wasn't evil yes. that was probably good you know yes. whatever but just yeah that's true it doesn't mean be apathetic have an open mind because there might not you know be redemption to whatever that scenario is but there's yes. a decent chance for a silver lining yeah something anything that might not have happened yeah if it weren't for mm. that situation happening yes very nice good parable the horse yeah i like that one i think mm. it because it's quite simple i think it's quite memorable it's quite it's I, I would call that the farmer I would call that the maybe so guy yeah maybe the horse so, maybe only not. really featured in the first <laughs> one and a half you're so right the horse is absent for part two and then comes back and then was yeah. it actually called the horse or was that maybe I just call it the horse maybe I just called it the horse okay uh, 
Let's move on. Give me your best listener questions. Try ah. a, try try something new. Listener questions? I made it a question. That's fun. Great. <laughs> okay. Alice asks, what are some of your favourite resources for further reading on Buddhism? Reading. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, I, I honestly, I don't spend huge amounts of my day reading that, but I'll get caught up in a mood and I'll put in a couple here. You tell me yours later. Hmm. Uh, we'll put all of these in the show notes. Well, mm-hmm. don't tell me yours later. Tell me yours on the podcast so that Alice can hear. Oh, yeah. But I'll do it. First one. So, my perspective on Buddhism is very woke Western white girl Starbucks coffee cup. Um, no judgment, privilege. There. You know, so That's it's fine. A, it, yeah. The the first one here is Tiny Buddha. Oh, I love Tiny. I follow Tiny Buddha on Twitter. I didn't know it was a whole website. So that's Laurie Dishin, Dishine, Dishinen, and uh, she. The reason that I like Tiny Buddha, I don't spend so much time on the website. I actually read the book that she released after the the blog had uh. been getting big for a couple of years and it just describes her personal journey essentially and I think for a secular Buddhism perspective it really hits the nail on the head it's yes. the type of person that I hope that we're speaking to here yeah. which is someone that was suffering a lot with anxiety the stress of just the expectations that she was putting on herself of unrealistic clinging to ideas of how life should be mm. and learned over time to let that all go yes. and you know she's obviously taken it to the point of trying to share that with others and having a blog having books having a scented candle range yes which is you know <laughs> so it, to a certain point it is all very starbucks um but mm. the kernel of what's in there you don't need to go as far as all the rest is really quite inspirational and i think the tiny buddha book and it's just a little telling one of those miniature little coffee table book things mm. uh that i think that's really cool that's worth looking at there's also tricycle which is a buddhist zine i want to say mm. yeah it, I, th- I think it's a zine it's yeah a zine. like it's, a high quality zine yeah it's like a it, it's like a blog uh, a magazine there's pictures there's mm. newsletters they'll send you a daily a daily dharma let's look at what the daily dharma is today this is one of those ones where you put in your email address they'll just send it to you today's daily dharma listening can be quiet and receptive yet active and awake at the same time in my experience it is just this kind of mindfulness that can be there when hearing a buddhist text nice uh tricycle have a lot of they have a lot of thought pieces and different quirky takes on buddhism but also a lot of just great articles about the fundamentals about definitions about things that if you're unsure how to get your head around a concept they'll put it there in pretty digestible terms yeah yeah it's very digestible very relatable final one i'm going to put in is a bit of a left field choice i've chosen vice interesting Um, talk talk to me about i mean there are many vices no i'm not going to talk to you about my vices today (laughs) i'm going to talk to you about the publication vice that is uh, um uh, oh, no, no, sorry that wasn't a dig i i i know yes there are lots of threads to vice is what i mean lots of threads to the publication that is right. vice. <laughs> not you have many vices <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't know um well, i guess at this point they're they're almost a, a media juggernaut they're they're big they have a tv station they have it all they do it all mm. but it it's not really about buddhism you will get things about buddhism from time to time maybe more than on average from other places mm. but it's it's just about alternative perspectives mm. Okay. And I think that's a really useful tool in uh, expanding out that, you know, that loving kindness for the world and for a stranger and for an enemy and all that stuff, even if it's... Mm. 
not going to bring you round to their perspective, at least challenge your assumptions on different subjects, different types of people, what they're going through, help you see enough different perspectives that you Mm. see people in a more of a three-dimensional way than just whatever you've assumed based on little information. Like if I look at the the front page of the website right now, the headline article is about a weed of cannabis in the UK. There's also... (laughs) um, there's also an article about how Amy Winehouse's friends are reclaiming her legacy. There is stuff about COVID and people doing get COVID parties, which is uh, which appears to be a um, oh god a, a negative spin on that article. Just just mm. to say, I don't think they're supporting that. No, there is stuff about banks and pornography, and there's stuff about there's stuff about the oldest human footprints in in North America. You know, there's it, it's it's a whole mix of things but it goes from the mild to the wild and i think that that's really valuable yeah for not not because it teaches you about being buddhist but because understanding a perspective that's new to you i think is quite a buddhist thing to do okay you've got books yeah so i do so the book called full catastrophe living which is by john kabat-zinn arguably the father of he was something of a conduit through which lots of these ideas arrived in western ideology Mm -hmm. um yeah you've had him on the podcast before of uh, i yeah, in mention yes not, you know we have Full been graced with the presence yes oh god imagine i went away i listened to it and it was very impressive and there was a lot in it and so i have subsequently listened to it like four more times or something mm. um not in rapid succession but but basically what the point i'm making is that i don't have loads and loads and loads of books that i read because every time i reread the same book i get something else out of it a because i notice other things and also because I'm different when I read it. Mm. So if I have a book that I really like, I don't sort of desperately look for other books that I like as much necessarily. Interesting. I just kind of read Why it. read a new book when you can read the old one? Well, yeah, because it feels different. And I, obviously you need different perspectives and different inputs, but um, yeah, I don't have a massive list. I love that. And I also love, if you haven't read it, I would recommend The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Oh yeah. I also... Ah, you also mentioned that on the Yeah, podcast. you see, it's, it's these two. Well, it's consistency. They were the, they were the ones. Yeah, they were clearly good i mean these are strong recommendations and there are other there are others and there are there are some that are sort of widely known as being particularly i don't know particular because there are ones that are really really sort of technical and ponderous and there are ones that are very designed like kind of more like the subtle of not giving a fuck they're designed to be like very consumable Mm. but that's not necessarily a bad thing because it means they're very applicable and relatable often you have a lot more moments where you go oh yeah that's me or oh yeah that happened to me or whatever it is mm-hmm. um it's quite sweary that book because it's just sort of keeps going back to how many how many fucks do we have right um but that's it's yeah it's you gotta have a hook yeah exactly and so so yeah those are those are the two i don't have a laundry list but that's, that's fine i think two websites that people can visit whenever mm. they want tricycle and uh, um vice <laughs> <laughs> and three books that they can read five times each i think that's probably enough yes although <laughs> enough it was material it, it was three websites and two books you swap them around. No, you? I want them to read the tiny Buddha book. Oh, I see. I can't oh, speak to the website. I see, I Although see. you said the website's great. The so Twitter. I, I, I follow Twitter. I, oh, my, Twitter. My feed is punctuated with these little pearls of wisdom that is come it through. Like, yeah, is it? It's, it's little like snippets of things. It's yes. not our stream of consciousness. It's like yes, yeah, nice yeah. messages for your day. That sort of thing. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit like pleasant subtweet, but more Buddhist. 
If I used my Twitter, I would follow that too. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to get on there tonight, follow it. It's good. It's not read it for the next fortnight. <laughs> Speaking of which, let's do socials. Socials. So my social media, I'm on Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter. I use Twitter particularly as D0UG785. And if you find that difficult, that's fine because Michael also has social profiles, which are OMG Mike Hoffman. And you can send us an email. Our yes. email address is podpond, pods. Just imagine a, a pond of water made up of pods, of podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Podpondpods at gmail.com. Send us your feedback. Send us your listener questions. Send us a voice note. We would love to put your voice on the podcast. We've only had two of those so yes, far. Yes, that so would let's be get lovely. some more. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. I have really, I think this has been such an interesting episode. So I'm looking forward to getting this out into the, into the universe. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how it comes out. Yeah. Cool. It's gonna just sound evil. Lovely. Pure evil. <laughs> no, we, we don't don't think pure evil exists. Evil is just a concept, Anakin. Nope. No. No. That's not quite right. Not quite right. Mind the gap between No, that's a different episode. The train no. That's that's what's her name in um Notes on a Scandal. <laughs> Kate Blanchet. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was a whole thing. Yeah. No. Well Yeah. It's been a journey, Dougie. It has. I've enjoyed going on it with you. Until next time. Until next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.